KUT's AT Explained is back with a brand new season. Our first episode, what's up with that tower in Clarksville? I've heard it called the Clarksville Eiffel Tower, the tower, the leaning tower of Clarksville, all those names. Subscribe to AT Explained wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget our next AT Explained live show at the Paramount Theater on April 3rd. Brand new stories told live on stage. Get your tickets at austintheater.org. Support for AT Explained Live comes from Meals on Wheels Central Texas and World Interiors. From KUT and KUTX Studios. This is KUT. Old one-story homes sandwiched between new, boxy, two- and three-story homes. The image brings to mind parts of East Austin. On Friday, we heard the story of two neighboring streets there, one facing demolition of nearly half of the homes on the block, the other trying to stave off development. Today is part of our On My Block project, looking at the neighborhood around 12th and Chacon Streets in East Austin. We have another story. In this one, a home gets demolished, but as KUT's Audrey McGlinchey reports, this one is a little different because of what it could mean for affordability. Reedy Spigner straddles empty glass bottles and pieces of tape thrown across a gray carpet, things left behind in a move. In front of him is an entire wall of windows. He looks out onto East 22nd Street. He's transported back some 30 years. I'd always look out this window to see if the people across the street, Thomas or Stevie or somebody, was coming outside so I could go out and play. So this, I, I spent a lot of time in this room as well. Spigner's grandparents lived in the home starting in the 1940s. When they passed away, they left the property to Spigner and his mother. He had planned to keep the house until about two years ago when he started thinking about selling. He had his reasons. One, he was shot when someone broke into the home. Another, Spigner, who is black, began to feel unwelcome in the same streets he roamed as a kid. People are looking at us like, why are we in our own neighborhood when they've moved to our neighborhood. I feel, and I think others who still live here, feel like outsiders in a neighborhood that we've grown up all our lives. But when Spigner started looking for a buyer, it didn't take long to realize the home, the actual structure, was gonna be a problem. A lot of people walked away from my deal, except for a couple of people, and it was contingent upon a demolition permit. So They just wanted the land. They just wanted the land. Spigner calculated it would cost him nearly $200,000 to rehab the home. So he applied for a demolition permit. That's when the city pressed pause. The house, in, in my mind, had architectural significance. It had incredible historical significance. Steve Sadowski is the city's historic preservation officer. Both Reedy's grandparents were extremely important folks in the city. My grandfather was either the first or second African-American physician in Austin, Texas. His grandmother, according to city research, was a founder of the Black Austin Democrats. The next time we meet Spigner and Sadowski, it's at the city's historic landmark commission. Things are tense. It's a little hard to hear because Spigner's not near a mic. But he's annoyed. The hearing on his demolition permit has been postponed, along with a slew of other cases. But Spigner said the longer he waited, the faster developers, who are only interested in the land, would pass on purchasing. The whole situation felt, well, oddly ignorant of history. It's pretty ironic that in the early 1900s you tell me where to live. Now I feel like they're telling me I can't go anywhere else because they won't allow me to sell my house for uh actual value. Or let me say they made me jump through hoops to sell my house, which also cut me out of uh, 
couple of bucks that I could have used or that I should have been entitled to. Spigner eventually got out of being required to keep the home. The demolition permit is still pending. But he said the additional wait may have cost him eighty dollars to $100,000. Developers got sick of waiting to see if the home would have to stay there, except for this guy. And you're welcome to start recording whenever. Scott Turner is a builder. He bought the land from Spigner. And where one home still stands, Turner's planning to build four. It's on a lot that is that is big enough to resubdivide, so I can take one lot and turn it into two. For most of East Austin, the city allows two units on a plot of land. So that means Turner can build four homes instead of two. Any more, and you need a zoning change, which requires city council approval. That's an increase in density. That's what the city you know, would like to see uh, in a controlled way. Plus, says Turner, it means each home could theoretically sell for less than if he had only built one or two homes. If you have one lot and you can build three houses on that lot, you know, or that equivalent square footage, whatever you want to call that, then the, then my, my cost is one third for each one, right? It means I can sell my homes for lower uh, than, than if I built one big house on it. As for Spigner, he came to an agreement with the city to build a monument on the lot commemorating his grandparents. He says keeping the house is no memorial. What do you think your grandparents would think of, of selling this home? Uh, I think it was in their game plan. I think that's why they handed it down, uh, leave something to their children so that they can uh, benefit from it. And uh, that's what we all want to do. We want to leave something to our children so that they can benefit from the hard work that we've put in. Spigner won't say what he got for the land, but he made, quote, a nice little penny. He says he's putting it aside to pay for college for his three kids. Audrey McGlinchey, KUT News.